bam and you say god damn this is a dope jam what i'm broad hey i'm broad who i'm broader than broadway what you saying i'm broad some broad said i'm broader than broadway and i'm a diddling 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 myself and it feels so good your sauce will mix with ours and we'll make a good goulash baby oh yeah what time is it it's time for get wood with your pal jess wood hi hi everybody oh my goodness look at these gorgeous chat room people can you stand it who barely got here on time who's a couple minutes late who's a gal that you like to talk to on a tuesday that's all me hi i'm jess wood i'm your pal uh <laughs> Am, am I, have I lost it? Yes. Can I tell you about where I am today? Because obviously this is not the apartment that you're used to. Oh, it's Get Wood on location. Yes, I am here in Midwood, which Midwood, Brooklyn. Let's talk about it, shall we? How do you do? Uh, I'm going to, first of all, quite orthodox. And God bless, you know, I'm a Jew, they're Jews, we're all Jews, what are you going to do? Uh, I feel um, kind of out of it, though. I look like a sore thumb stucking out of this sore thumb club um, because I'm the only one with blonde hair for blocks. And it's actually my hair, it's not a wig, because God bless the, the Orthodox ladies, but they're all wearing wigs. So I'm taking care of this dog, okay? I got a job, dog sitting. Hey, gorgeous. Thanks for coming on. Um, I <laughs> used to stay around Midwood, so you know. It's a it's a major situation. I wish people were more friendly. That's probably my first situation. I, can we be a little friendly? I got a fucking dog here. It's a little dog. It's, a, it's like one of those dogs that everybody's like, oh my God, hi. But not in this neighborhood. Everyone's like, ugh, hello. You know, <laughs> So I'll tell you about this dog sitting gig real quick. Um, all right. I got it. They told me the dog cannot be alone. Have you all ever heard of a dog that couldn't be alone? Here's the thing. Uh, fuck, man. Can't you, don't you, I mean, here's the thing. Look, I'll show you the dog. I got no, I got no, look at this. He's not going to sue me. I can show you right now. There he is. He's tiny tiny little dog and with the pee pads and the wee wee and the poo poo all the shit is ready to go can you tell that i'm not really a maternal lady <laughs> i am i thought i really did y'all that i was like this very mater excuse me i was this very maternal loving patient a kind woman and I am I am I'm not gonna beat myself up but my god ooh, mm, it's a it's a major situation yeah separation anxiety mm. I see here's the thing it's hard to not have a little bit of resentment because I was left you know what I mean I mean it's a long time ago we shouldn't be carrying our old baggage of our childhood into the new lovely life that we're having as adults but we can't fucking help it that's the thing if you come into something where you're like "Ooh, this hurts Ooh, this feels bad Ooh, i feel uncomfortable or i feel like this is triggering me in some way triggering then you can look back into your childhood and back into your past and guess what 
you can always trace it back to something. You can always trace it back to something. Ah, root chakra energy. That's correct. So pelvic floor was feeling kind of sore last week when I first got here. And they told me the, the dog cannot be alone really ever. And so I'm thinking, is the dog a cutter? Will the dog cut itself if I'm not here? Will the dog get into some bad, I don't know, run with a bad crowd, get into some drugs, break open a bottle of booze? What the fuck's going to happen if he's here by himself? Anyway, it's been fine. We've we've survived it. We've had a great week. We're doing what we can. Um, I'm codependent as a motherfucker. So listen, anytime this fucking dog needs anything, I'm like, what do you need? Are you okay? What's going on? And then I get angry because I'm because the codependency. So I'm like, okay, Jessica, you're in charge of how much energy you're going to give this other living thing. And you can keep it alive and you can give it love and you can give it food and you can give it your all, but you can't give it your all all. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you're a parent of a child, don't you need to have like, I don't know, quiet time in the bathroom? I mean, I've heard a lot of people whose child just pops into the bathroom when they're taking a deuce and I, I don't know if I could hang. I don't think I could handle it. I don't think I could handle it. Yeah, I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> well, I can't. I'm going to tell you the truth. I can't handle it. I get very cranky. But I don't do anything like, you know, I come from a, a background. I come from a background of abuse, you guys. So I'm not going to push it. And I've done a lot of work in therapy. So I'm not going to push my bullshit abusive, you know, shit onto this poor little sweet little poo-poo had. Poo-poo had of a dog because he doesn't know all he knows is his fucking mom's gone and guess what everybody in this neighborhood looks like his mom so every time i take him out for a walk which is a good three times four times a day i go out there and he thinks that he's seeing his mom almost on every block he's like and i'll stop and he'll look at the at the lady in the wig and the hat you know what i mean and i'm like hi sorry he thinks you're his mom you look like his mom and i tell that to every lady and they all kind of they don't laugh very much there's not a lot of laughing mm. uh yeah the 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 situation of going outside and making sure that something you know doesn't get stuck in his foot he doesn't eat anything weird i gotta make sure i grab the shit out of the thing with the bag and the thing i mean it's a lot of responsibility listen i'm a lady who's solo dolo most of the time i don't have a lot of responsibilities which i'm very grateful for look i don't have any ailing uh family members i'm very blessed i don't have a child that i have to watch out for <laughs> so blessed and also if i had a dog listen Yes, you know me. I've said this before. If I had a dog, I would have a dog this small. I would, maybe even smaller, Paris Hilton, and I'd carry it around in a fucking bag. I'll admit it to you guys because I love you and your family. I would carry it around. I know. I should be embarrassed. I, I'm My younger self is quite embarrassed for me right now and saying like, ew, I never thought that you would be the kind of lady that carried a dog in a purse. And I say back to that younger self, hey, what if it's an emotional support? But right now, I'm the emotional support for the dog. Like, I'm the one in the vest, you know? Even though I'm never going to don a vest. You know I hate vests. 
Okay, Pinocchio. All right, Aladdin. Do you stop with the vests? I hate vests. And something happens at a certain age with white women. Oh, I've seen you out there, white ladies. Something happens where all of a sudden everybody looks like they live in Maine. They have a puffy vest on with an undershirt thing. I can't even. It's like the worst. I. It's like stupid. I hate it. And I don't know why I hate it so bad, but I really hate it. And, um, so I'm not going to do that, but I should have an emotional support dog vest on right now as an emotional support human for this fuck the dog. I've been using a lot of Yiddish words since I've been over in this part of town. And I have to say, I don't mind. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. What's with the lighting? You say, who knows what's with all the fucking, uh, messages coming in at the same time. She didn't put it on. Do not disturb. She's having a bit of a week. This week was hard. And I'll tell you, not just cause I had to, you know, pack a bag and come and stay at a home that I don't, I'm not familiar with, but also listen to this shit. My benefits got stopped. They're going to come back, but they're stopped right now. So that means no food stamps, no medical, no cash assistance. Uh Uh-oh, Jessica Wood. Then at the same time that that happened, my debit card got fraudulated. Yeah. Have your debit card ever got fraudulated? Well, they didn't get anything. Thank God. But my bank, or I'm a credit union person, my credit union called me up and they're like, hey, did you try to buy something off of TikTok? And I said, no, definitely not. What can you buy off TikTok? I don't, I, I'm not buying anything off of the internet. That's a for sure thing. Unless I'm supporting a small business that I love, who are my small business owner lovers in here. Uh, the Babes at Babel Studio, uh, Cosmic Healing Shop, uh, She's the Rainbow. I could tell you all of them, but we don't have to go through the whole situation. Anyway, listen, people are up in arms. So yeah, that means no money, no cash. No, like I can't get into a lift. I can't get, you know how you attach your card to all the, the things that you need in this life. And then all of a sudden the card is gone and you're like, huh, I'm, I'm SOL here. It's kind of like thinking about how China's like, you know what? We could actually put all your, your grid. We could just close it down, just close down your grid. And you would have to just deal with not having any internet. And that's how I was feeling was like cut off from the rest of the world. No digital, just me like standing here like, oh my God. All right. Well, uh, I've got a Metro card. I've got plenty of food to take with me to the job and I got some food at the job that they said I could eat. It's a kosher house. So they told me don't bring any meat (laughs) because you know, guys, I always travel with meat. Why? Why couldn't I bring any meat? Am I, that's how I travel. I mean, I send a salami to my boy in the army every fucking year. How you doing? I like them apples. Anyway, I went and saw a dance performance. I can't stop fucking with my hair and I'm terribly sorry. I will, uh, I will apologize for that. And I, I, I do feel like it's a bit of a, an anxious thing to just keep footsing with the hair. But what's happened is I've been, uh, beside myself a little bit and a little, um, not able to really get a, get a hold of the self care during the caring for the dog. And I'll tell you what, y'all, it's, um, an interesting thing to, to, 
see where you go, oh shit, I always tell everybody, put your oxygen mask on before you put somebody else's on. Well, guess what? I didn't listen to my own dang advice. So what happens now? Well, I run a little late, trying to get some food in me, trying to get myself together for you guys. You know what I mean? And now I'm just wearing, because I'm dealing with an animal, I'm wearing my animal dress. Thank you. I appreciate you as well. Listen, I saw Josh Homer. Do you guys, are you ratchet hatchet people? Because when I did a show called The Ratchet Hatchet with Josh Homer, it was one of the most fun, most exciting, most brilliant, I think, shows around. And also one of the first in podcasts because we started podcasting when people didn't even know what podcasting was. They're like, podcast? I don't even know what that is. Now you can't get fucking arrested with a podcast. Like, hey, I got a podcast. Yeah, so does everybody else. Welcome to the fucking show. You know, like, hey, 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 let's all settle ourselves. So Josh Homer booked me on his comedy show. Josh does, I also love Josh so much. Josh does a live comedy a show every Friday night at the Beauty Bar in New York City. If you're around and you want to go see Josh, you can see him. He's over there every Friday night. So um, he booked me on the show and it was so much fun. It was so fun to see him. I, I swear to you, man. And I was like, okay, Josh, we need to talk about a few things. I need to talk to you about Club Shay Shay and Cat Williams. I need to talk to you about Beyonce uh, being a snooty, snooty poot to the uh, Ice Spice. I need to talk to you about Nicki Minaj and fucking uh, Megan the Stallion's feud. I, there's so much to talk about with Joshy, you know? So anyway, he's he threatened <laughs> to make it happen. He goes, well, I could, I could see that happening. Really? Hmm. That makes me really excited, as you can tell, because I went meow, 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 meow. So, I, all right, I'm going to tell you a couple subway stories, and listen, it's, it's rough out here right now. It is rough and tough with an Afro puff, perhaps, once in a while, but this is what's happening. People are very angry, and I understand I'm also angry. You see me angry, huh? How do you do? I'm angry about the, the state of the world. I'm scared about all the stuff that's going on politically. I'm scared about all the stuff that's going on with the weather. Look at fucking California. It's about to sink into the ocean. I mean, my whole life when I was there, well, my whole life, when I was there till a teenager, it was, that was the threat. This place is gonna fall right into the sea. And you're like, oh my God, it could. And now it might. So bless. Blessed be into the sea. I can't figure out how to make this light not so severe on one side. Oh, how do you do? Oh, there she is. Hi, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for being patient with me in the lighting. You know, it's. <laughs> I usually have a whole setup. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So let's start with the sub some subway stories, shall we? You know, I'm in the uh, I'm in the subway station a lot of the time. I'm, the, I'm on the platform. I'm waiting for a train over here in New York City, and a lot of the trains are down on the weekends because they don't give a fuck that people work on the weekends. The weekend workers really don't get any respect. Again, I get no respect for working on a weekend. Everybody, yes, lover boy. Everybody is working for the weekend. Now I've turned all the lights down, but there's still quite a glare. Anyway, 
I was over on the platform at King's Highway on the Q train, F train. You know, the F is, when the F train is down, um, sometimes there's a sign that says, uh, take the D train instead. And one time I saw somebody had graffitied under, or not graffitied, but written underneath the sign, um, yeah, take the D. <laughs> and I was like, I love you, New York. Um, so I'm on the platform and I'm waiting for the next train to come because one had stopped early. And here's the thing. I don't usually get on a train that's not going all the way, but I ended up going on this one. So I always feel like we do shit for a reason. And then what was my reason? Well, hmm, this wonderful woman that I got to speak to on the platform. Now, I thought she was maybe on the phone. You know how everybody has their buds in all the time and you can't really tell if somebody's like talking to themselves or talking to somebody else. I, there's still sirens because we're still in Brooklyn, right? It's not like, (laughs) it's not like I went to the country or anything, but the sirens over here are different because it's the, it's like the Jewish, you know, it's like the Jewish police, the Jewish ambulance, the Jewish, it's a whole situation. I didn't know. What do I know? My mom was a Jew, but she got a nose job and changed her name before I was born. So who knew? Who knew any of this stuff? I didn't understand. It was not in my vocabulary. And I get it. Anyway, this woman was talking and I thought, oh, maybe she's talking to somebody. And she was talking like a lot. She was talking about the rent. Too high. She was talking about uh, the subway. Terrible. Never comes on time. Just complaining a little bit about the city. So I inched my way over to her area and she looked really great. She was this black woman who was a little shorter than myself. A pink, fuzzy, cute hat on. A pink uh, faux fur coat on. A pink cute like tube dress underneath the faux fur cut like she was cute she was killing it on the pink thing and it wasn't like I was gonna be like hi Barbie like that wasn't what it was going on it was like a beautiful these are all my shades of pink that I've put together anyway I come over to her and I realize oh no she is definitely not on the phone this lady's just talking she's just talking away and I start to like look over at her And then she starts to look at me and then we make eye contact and she says, well, you know what I'm talking about, about the rents. And I said, yes, ma, I totally know. I can barely afford to live in a room. And so she says, you know, I talk to Drew Barrymore every day. I said, what? She said, I talk to Drew Barrymore every day and Drew, you know, she had a hard time as a kid, but now, you know, with her show and everything, I mean, this woman, I was like, she... The way she was speaking on it, I was so convinced that she was friends with Drew Barrymore for a minute or two. And so then she said, you know, her father, oh, her father, what a mess, what a mess, what a mess. And I said, and this is where I broke in. And I said, because this is real shit. I said, you know, her dad, the alcoholic, like homelessy type, John Barrymore of the Barrymores, he, when he was really fucked up and he was down on his luck and he was in it, getting into jail and getting into fights at bars and all that, he lived in the hotel room with me and my mom. Yeah, my mom, 
I don't know why. For a minute, I thought maybe I was his illegitimate daughter because you know how I don't know who my dad is and he was around all the time and my mom was constantly like picking him up from the jail or going to get him if he was drunk at the bar or go to the bank. And then he'd show up in my hotel room. So, so I felt like, oh my God, me and this woman have like a, mo- a moment. We, we have like a moment on, um, yeah, this is all very real. <laughs> I know, it's so bizarre a world. But I thought I could give her like my story because she'd been talking. So I was like, ooh, maybe it's time for me to talk. And I said, you know, her father stayed a lot with me and my mom in the hotel room we lived in. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. When, she, when Drew gets mad, she starts a fire and then her dad gets upset because she started this fire, you know, and that's not good for anybody. And then I thought, wait, she's talking about Firestarter, the movie? She doesn't know Drew Barrymore. The fucking, fucking, what? So I go, oh, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, loony toony, how do you do? So I just am nodding and like, uh-huh. And she goes, you know who else I talk to a lot? And I said, who? And she said, Paris Hilton. <laughs> and I said, oh. And she said, yeah, she's, mm, she's not doing great but she is happy to finally have a a child. And I was like, I feel like this lady is the human E entertainment. Do you remember E channel? We don't have it anymore, do we? I don't think we have it anymore, do we? I think it went away. Anyway, she was like the human entertainment channel. She was giving me all the goods. So I said, okay, great, Paris Hilton. And then she goes, you know who I hate? This is how much this made an impact on me. I'm not even looking at my notes right now. I remember what this lady said to me so clearly. She says, but you know who I hate? That hoochie mama. And I was like, who's the hoochie mama? And I, and I said, who, who's the hoochie mama? And I told this story to somebody else and they said right away, they knew who I was talking about. I said, and then she mentioned a hoochie mama. And my friend who I was telling the story said, oh, you mean Kim Kardashian? And I didn't, I didn't know. But then I said, who's the hoochie mama? And this lady said, Kim K, (laughs) please. And then she started talking shit. (laughs) Oh, that's attractive. Yeah. And then she started talking shit. So I was like, this lady is wild. I love this lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But thank you very much. E-channel shit out TMZ before it died. Thank you, Shauna. Please follow uh, Shell's General Store. <laughs> She's not wrong. She's not wrong. I know. It's, it was a, she was enlightened. I, I felt like I had met a new friend. And, uh, And then the train came and she didn't get on the train. And listen, sometimes I feel like I have interactions in New York, especially in New York, where I feel like maybe that wasn't real. Like maybe it was a spirit of some, I I don't know. It's happened to me before. One time I was in the subway on the platform and a man came up to me, homeless looking dude. And he came up to me uh, and he, and he, and he goes, Hey, could I have a cigarette? And so I gave him a cigarette 
and he goes, you got a light. And I gave him a light and then he smoked a couple hits next to me on the platform, big billows of smoke everywhere. And then he walked away. And then a man, just a regular old white man coming towards me, just another, you know, uh, on the subway dude. And I said, oh, wow, he's smoking that cigarette. Like, it's like Puff the Magic Dragon over there. And the guy goes, who? And I said, the guy with the cigarette over there. And he goes, there's no guy with cigarette over here. And then I looked down the platform and there was no guy with a cigarette there. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like when I was in Hollywood, I was living in Hollywood and I passed that homeless dude who was talking about goddamn Dennis Hopper. Like he was talking shit about Dennis Hopper and how uh, Dennis Hopper in blue velvet wasn't playing it real enough. Like, <laughs> That's why Hollywood homeless are so entertaining most of the time. I don't mean to be rude, but a lot of people who, who are out there were actors or in the entertainment industry. And so they have this like real... Um, I don't know, you know, Hollywood, some of you are from Hollywood or live in Hollywood right now. and You know what I'm talking about. There's an energy out there that really, I feel like a lot of people see friends of theirs or people they know up on the billboards and they think, okay, that I'll be next. I'll be next. And then they end up pushing a shopping cart and screaming about Dennis Hopper, who shouldn't have been cast in Blue Velvet. I mean, I hate to make it so cut and dry, everybody, but mm. Okay, so another subway story before I go, Uh, and I will not leave you with this because this is not okay. And again, speaking about New York, New York to me is like the European American city. We have every type of person, every type of uh, language is spoken here. Everybody looks different, and yet. The new New York, it's not really like that anymore. And it makes me sad. And I don't know where I can go. I heard Milwaukee is nice, uh, but I need ocean. So tell me where I can go. Somebody told me Baltimore. <laughs> I think it's too cold for me there. Anyway, because um, New York is changing. And this is exactly why I'm telling you the story about the subway. I was on coming back to Midwood the other night from a show and there were skinheads on the train. I know. Like real live, you know, uh, wannabe fucking English, oi, 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 boy, 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 bullshit fucking skinheads. And they were, they were playing their punk rock music over a Bluetooth speaker. And listen, I love punk rock music just like as anybody else does. But, you know, I'm into shit that's like, about making a statement, might be political. I don't like this hate shit. That's why I was never into suicidal tendencies. Like I don't, I don't want any hate, you know? And these guys were blasting the most hateful fucking tunes out of their thing. And they were like slamming on each other and like getting everybody all nervous. Cause like, I'm sorry. It's mostly non-white people on the train, you fucking assholes. And if if there was just one of them, maybe I would have said, so. but you know, I'm scared of white men. It's the only people I'm scared of. And, and they were there in a pack and they were listening to this hate music and it was really, really uncomfortable for everybody on the train. And I really felt 
just terrible about it. And you know who I blame? Mr. T. Anyway, to to combat the punk rock music, I thought this was very fun that there was a gentleman on the train. He was a cuckoo person. I don't mean to be rude, but he had a, obviously some mental stuff. Uh, he had his hands in his shirt and he was pushing it out in his shirt. And he was uh, he was a black gentleman, maybe about in his 30s, maybe. I can't, I can't tell. And he... So the punk rock music is going from the middle of the train and he's sitting there and he's like listening and he's rocking a little bit. And then he just goes, yeah, and he starts yodeling. I thought, you know what? Blessed blessings, sir. Blessings on you to break up the, the the violent awfulness with this lovely yo little you know, and just give us a little like how how It was very primus. Um, what was it? Juanita's got a big brown beaver. Remember that one? Was it Juanita? I think it was big brown beaver. Anyway, uh, so you get all you get all types. You get all types. You can't just, and, and it's like, uh, it's like we always talk about, you know, that Buddhist thing about impermanence, you know, at one moment it might be insanity and anxiety and worry and upset. And then you, you wait a few minutes and you're, you're on the other side of it and it's not anymore and you're feeling calm and you're feeling pretty good about it. And, uh, and you know what? I have to say that's kind of what's happened here today with me. You've seen it in real time. I ran on here. I was feeling a little discombobulated, um, discombobulated, discombobulated. And then I got with you and I just feel so much better. So thanks. So I'm not, as I said, I'm not going to end it with the skinheads. I want to tell you, remember how I like to tell you what to watch if you want. So there is a, I think it's the second season now, um, a show called, Feud, the new Ryan Murphy uh, jam joint <laughs> that he did. And the first season is what I just finished watching. And it was uh, it was the story behind the making of Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, which is a Joan Crawford and Betty Davis movie from the, I don't know, 50s? I, I can't remember, 60s? Such a great Susan Sarandon as Betty Davis. Oh my God, girl, you would love it. It's right up your alley. Susan Sarandon as Betty Davis. Jessica Lange as Joan Crawford. They do a spectacular job. I mean, it's fucking, it's a cast of, of beautiful of millions. It's a Stanley Tucci, Kathy Bates, um, uh, Alfred Molina. Like it's it's amazing. It's really, really, really good. And they just started the new season about Capote and his swans. And what I like the most is it's, it's all, uh, it's all real story. It's, it's all, you know, factual stuff, but what they've done is they've kind of put in like some modern ish dialogue on a couple of the things, which I don't know about you, but if it works, it works. But once in a while, I get thrown. Like, they're like, well, darling, make sure that you uh, get the photos from the the Oscar night because we'll need receipts. And I'm like, nobody said receipts in 1952. You know what I mean? So I think they're, they, they, they pop in the modern shit a little bit, but they keep it old school, old Hollywood, great story, 
wonderful movie, uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, and I didn't know all the inside on it. So that's my one. My other one, oh my God, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Have you seen Cocaine Godmother? Oh my God. Again, based on a real story, based on a real lady, unbelievable story, um, terrifying, sad, sexy, fantastic. I mean, really, really good. Now, I don't, you, I don't do cocaine. Cocaine's not my thing. But I must say, when I was watching this movie, it was like watching Blow or Scarface, you know, where you're like, hmm kind of looks kind of good. Um, Blow more than Scarface, I think. Blow made Coke look really exciting. Scarface, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Some would argue with me, but you know what? That's what the fucking internet is for. Speaking of the internet, listen, if you have time to go and, uh, and share my show, that would be amazing. Just come share the show. It's such a good time. People laugh, people cry, people think, I don't know. Maybe people just think, who's this silly lady who's talking in a blue room? In the blue room with weird shades, I get strangely. All right. Uh, it's been fun. And I thank you for showing up here with me. And, you know, it's a thing where we, we show up, we take the challenge on, we finish it, and we feel better. And I hope you all feeling better uh, about your day. I don't know. If you're, if you're in Los Angeles or anywhere near all that flooding, please be safe. I myself lost everything as a child to the floods in California. So I understand how it can be really scary. And um, please be careful and take care of yourselves. Uh, for those of you in New York City, please, if you see me on the train, come and say hi, for God's sakes. Also, uh, there's a um, there's a fabulous uh, art show happening tomorrow in New York, in the uh, Lower East Side. So I'll put the link up to it. I'm not in it, but it's a, it's a fantastic art show. So if you're around and you want to come down, that'd be great. I also want to do a big shout out to my 21 day abundance group that I started. We have finished. And for those who have taken it on and finished it, I congratulate you. Um, very, very hard work to do to look at your, at your views on abundance and on money and lack and prosperity and generosity and so I just want to thank everybody who went through that with me and um, it's a very vulnerable situation but that's what we're here for get a little vulnerable in this life and see all these rewards come through so be you know let's be impeccable with our words right you don't want to you want to do the four agreements I think there's five now so I'm really excited really excited really all right i love you so much i know it's always hard for me to hang up on you um i'll talk to you next tuesday i'll see you next tuesday so silly and remember please be nice to yourself this week do things that really really make you feel good and watch the abundance tumble in i promise you if you're feeling stressed or tense or weird or crazed go see a movie you love go take a big bath go take a nice walk I see a lot of you doing these things already in your life, so I'm really proud of you, and I hope that we can all just continue to evolve and grow and become more and more loving towards each other and change the um, the, the energy out there because it's a little wonky. All right. I love you guys so much. Thank you for the blessings, my love, and um, 
everybody please take care of yourselves and remember take care of yourselves because you're you can't do anything if you're all fucked up okay i love you so much i'll talk to you later see you next tuesday